the Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode 115 of the Bible Girl podcast. Today we're starting a new series on Bible study. For those of you who like to dig a little bit deeper into God's Word, who like to have a lot of tools in their arsenal to um, to study sections of Scripture, you're going to enjoy the next few episodes because we're going to be going through some uh, methods of Bible study and uh, some things I I hope will help you, and um, I'm excited about some of these things. Today we're going to be talking about chapter mapping, and um, I have a um, worksheet. If you get the show notes, you can uh, a copy of the worksheet is included, uh, and there is also um, going to be an abide card come just a little later this week. It probably won't be out right when the podcast airs, um, but there will be an abide card on chapter mapping that you'll be able to print out as well. And all that's available on my website um, at jessielrobinson.com. Studying the Bible a chapter at a time is a great pace for learning. It's, it's really just enough to understand context, but not too much to overwhelm your time and study. Um, I, I actually feel like if you're going to study scripture, you need to be careful that you don't take too much. And um, generally, um, depending on the deeper that you want to go, the smaller the section you want to choose each time. Um, and so if you're going to be uh, really doing a deep dive into scripture and you're wanting to study, uh, you know, word meanings and look up stuff in a concordance and uh, do a lot of cross-referencing to other chapters and things like that, you would want to stick with a small section of scripture generally like um follow the the little subject headings that are in the chapter. But for general study, I recommend people just take a chapter at a time and just kind of study that chapter. Um, Most chapters can be done in in one study time of about a half an hour. Um, A lot of chapters might be meaty if you're doing something in maybe Romans or someplace with a lot of theology. You might want to take a couple of days to do it. There's nothing wrong with that and there's no rules. However, uh, whatever time you have, you work at it. And if you think there's still more in there to learn, then just pick it back up the next day. What I like about chapter mapping is it's a little bit simpler. It doesn't require you to have a huge amount of tools and um, it it kind of uses highlighters. So it's a very visual way of studying. Um, And it's it's great for beginners to experts because it can be as detailed as you want it to be and as or as simple as you want it to be and uh so i think anyone that is wanting to study the bible a chapter at a time would benefit from starting with something like chapter mapping now i'm going to go through some tools that you'll need to have on hand and then we're going to go through the process with you and um the, the tools are pretty simple. You'll need highlighters. I give you a color system, but you don't have to follow mine. You can use your own colors um, and you can highlight however 
um, you highlight in your Bible. Some people use uh, liquid highlighters, some people use gel. My favorite highlighting method in Bibles is actually the Crayola Twistable Crayons. Um, they're not like the regular crayons. They don't leave like a, a waxy residue um, and they lay down really nice and um, they don't bleed through at all, of course, because they're laying on top of the paper. And um, so that's what I use. But whatever method you use, whatever kind of highlighters you use, colored pencils, um, whatever it is, you'll want to have uh, several colors with you. You want to have, of course, your Bible and then some kind of system uh, that you can use to take notes, whether you want to just use a journal or a notebook or you can use the worksheet that I've made for you and print out as many copies of those as you need one for every chapter. Um, and that's basically the basics that you need. So as I said, it's pretty simple. Um, there are two optional tools that will help you, and I wanna go over them just briefly. One is a good study Bible. Um, a study Bible would have notes at the bottom, it would have maps in the back, um, it would have uh, explanation of, of key words or terms used. Um, study Bibles are a great tool, and in fact, for most people, I say, if you have a study Bible, you have what you need. You don't need to go buy a big inventory of Bible study tools. I know so many people think that they need complicated things and they need all these books and stuff. If you're if you're preaching, <laughs> if you're teaching, if you're going to seminary, if you're going to lead a Bible study, then you may want more uh, tools than that. But for most people just studying the Bible, a study Bible is going to give you a wealth of information. And, um, and I think you're going to be blown away by how much you can learn just by a study Bible. Um, there's a lot of good ones out there. I recommend the ESV study Bible. It's my favorite. Um, I also am currently using the uh, Christian Standard Bible it has a study Bible for women. And I like it because it has a lot of keyword studies and a lot of uh, word uh, usage, which is something that I really get excited about. So I like it for that reason. And um, it has some great notes in it. That's a good one as well. Um, there's several, the NIV has several study Bibles that are excellent. Um, pretty much every translation has a good study Bible. And I would encourage you, if you're going to make an investment in studying and you want to buy something that would help you day to day, um, that would be the thing to buy, a good study Bible. One other thing that's helpful to have is a Bible handbook. And these are usually bought pretty inexpensively. Um, they're just usually, um, you know, there's like Haley's Bible handbook. It's been around for a long time and updated continually. Um, it's just like a, a small little book. Um, it, it, it gives you details on places and people and names and dates and locations. And uh, it's kind of almost like a dictionary, but it's a little bit different. And it goes book by book, and um, it will help you kind of get an understanding of, of different things that would help you. So I always encourage, you know, if you want to buy something extra, a Bible handbook is a good place to start. Um, a Bible dictionary you can do, although most study Bibles would have a lot of that information in them already. Um, I wouldn't buy a handbook or a, a, a Bible dictionary until you bought a study Bible and kind of started to use it. And if you feel like it's incomplete and you want to know more, then those are some tools that might help you as well. I would say um, investing in a study Bible is probably the best thing you can do when it comes to Bible study. Um, and I would start there definitely. So those are the tools you need, nothing elaborate. If you don't have a study Bible right now, that's fine. You don't need it. You can just get started with your Bible.
And um, so you're going to be reading the chapter through and you're going to be reading it through several times. And that's important. Uh, one of the best things that we can do when we study scripture is repetitive reading. Um, I don't know about you, but I feel like in our culture, we have become, you know, the, the soundbite uh, capital of the world, you know, where everything is, you know, in, in, a, in a 15 second soundbite and we watch videos. I, I have, I've said this before, I have friends who can't read the instructions to a game they have to go to YouTube and watch the instructions um, and, and watch a video about how to play the game. Um, people, we've lost, we're losing our ability to read and to comprehend. And so um, Bible study will, will help you keep that. But what it involves is repetitive reading. Because we become such poor readers, we don't catch everything the first time. And uh, we also are not good at uh looking at uh, uh, scripture in in um, with multiple uh, ideas and thoughts at the same time. So we're going to be looking for different things each time we read through it so that we can kind of focus on that one thing. And um, so you're going to be reading through this chapter quite a bit. And um, and that's important. And I think you shouldn't skip that. I, I think people that try to, to do it all the first time through um, will find themselves not learning as much or they'll find it feels overwhelming or discouraging. So we're going to be reading a lot. You're going to st- read through the chapter. And as you do, you're going to be looking for a verse that kind of summarizes the main point of the chapter. As you read through, you're just kind of looking for a key verse. What verse kind of says what this chapter is talking about? Um, And some chapters are going to be really easy. It's going to leap right off the page at you. Um, In other chapters, it's going to be a little harder to find. Um, I don't want you to think that there's... um, a right answer here. Um, this is not, uh, you're not trying to, to, uh, this isn't a test. You're not trying to please a teacher or get a good, uh, grade or a gold star. Uh, what you're doing is you're looking for a verse that kind of, you feel kind of encapsulates what that chapter is about. And as you read through it, you're going to be kind of just getting the idea of the chapter. When you find that key verse, um, I, I, I often underline them and write uh, like KV right next to it uh, and so that I know that that that's what I think is the key verses. Um, I didn't put that on here. You don't have to do that, but you certainly could underline it if you'd like. But once you've found that verse, you'll want to write that down either on your worksheet or in your notebook um, that that's kind of a verse that you think encapsulates that chapter. You might find if you study that book again in a few years that your idea changes. And that doesn't mean that that this verse was wrong. It just means that you're learning more or that God is drawing your attention to something different. And so um, I wouldn't get overly concerned about trying to find the right verse or the perfect verse. Um, I would just kind of read through it and see what you think. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to highlight uh, places. You're going to read through it and look for locations and places. And if you find any, you're going to highlight them in green. Now, some chapters will list a name of a location. Other chapters will not. That might be something that that you don't find in that chapter. Um, And that's fine. All of these things won't be in every chapter equally. But um, places sometimes give us a little bit of an understanding of what's going on. Sometimes um, I find that 
when I gloss over the place and don't pay attention to them, I, I miss things. And later on, I'll, I'll find out, oh, that's the same location that Jesus did this miracle. Or um, other times I um, learn interesting things that I didn't realize when I, when I dig a little deeper to figure out what an area is. Um, I remember when I was studying the conversion of Paul, there was a period of time after he met Jesus on the, the road to Damascus and he he disappeared. He kind of went to the, the desert. Galatians says he went to the desert. And I, I was like, what does he mean by desert? And I, I kind of looked that up and studied that a little bit and found that it was the area around Mount Sinai and it would have been where the Israelites were uh, with Moses. And um, it kind of made me wonder a little bit, you know, everything that Paul had learned about about God was altered when he met Jesus on that road to Damascus. And now he had to view all of his teaching of the Hebrew law through the lens of Jesus the Messiah. And uh, so when Paul writes in uh, Romans about how just as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, so was must the Son of Man be lifted up. You know, I, I think that there's a, a real... Uh, idea here that Paul spent this time um, in the desert in these locations relearning through the lens of Jesus. And so that was something that I learned when I studied, you know, what is the desert? What does that mean? What location is that? And um, so sometimes you can learn a lot through through places. Other times it just gives you a little idea maybe of where Paul was or where Jesus was or, or what's happening in a given uh, time. Once you've highlighted them in green, you want to write those down on your list and anything that you've learned about the location, anything important or interesting that you that you see in the text itself or in your study notes or that maybe you know from reading another passage at another time. The next thing that you want to do is um, highlight people in pink. And once again, if pink isn't your color, you can choose another color. That's fine. Um, but you want to go through and look for any people that are mentioned in the chapter. You can write their names down in your in your worksheet or your notebook and list anything that you know about them. You can look them up in a Bible handbook or a Bible dictionary. You can also look them up. Usually there's stuff on um, people in, uh, in your study notes that might tell you who they are um, and you can research them a little bit. And the internet is also your friend too. Sometimes um, you can find interesting things um, if you go to um, a Bible Gateway or a Blue Letter Bible, you can search uh, for people there as well. Learning about people sometimes gives you an idea of the relationships between others. Often um, in Acts, you know, you'll see uh, there were a lot of Jewish Christians that were having an issue with the, the Greek uh, Christians that were coming to faith. And so sometimes it, when you study, you can kind of um, differentiate between these groups and see their, their points of view better when you kind of understand who's on whose side and um, how that gets resolved and just learning about the people themselves can be um, a wealth of information as you interpret the chapter. The next thing is you're going to highlight words in blue. And now this isn't every word. You're looking for words that seem important, words that are repeated or that have been used often in other chapters of the same book. You want to look for words that seem um that that the author is stressing or words that really leap off the page at you. 
You can also mark words that you want to learn more about, um, and you can do that. Um, I'm going to be teaching a podcast and um, have um, hopefully a video about how you can search easily for word meanings using some um, apps that are out there um, that are available for free. You want to mark these words in blue, and then you can um, transfer them to your worksheet or your notebook. And then you look up any meanings, or maybe you can record how often the word is used in the chapter or in the book. List anything significant that you learn about the word. A lot of study Bibles have have uh, little word studies um, in different spots, or they may give you an explanation of what a specific word means in the notes, and you can copy those down in the word section. The next one is probably the most important part of any Bible study. What are you learning about God? And when I say God, I, I specifically, I'm talking about God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit. What are you learning about God? What are you, what is this chapter teaching you about how God works or what he does in the world or what he has done for us or his character or his attributes? Um, you can write down a summary of whatever you highlighted about God, highlight anything that, that you're learning or that you see the chapter telling you about God in purple. And then you can write down um, just a summary of what you've highlighted so that you have a, a record of what the chapter is telling you about who God is. And when you're finished that, you want to summarize what you see as the main points of the chapter. You can look through your notes that you've taken. You can read through the chapter again. You can um, kind of just sit for a few minutes and think it through, read your key verse. Um, and then just summarize the main point. There might be one, there might be two, um, there might be a couple of things he's trying to get across. Summarize what you see as some of the, the main points of the chapter. What is the author wanting you to get most from what he's just written? And that is chapter mapping. It seems um, to some people, it seems very simple. Other people it seems complicated because you're reading it over and over again. But you'll find that you kind of get into a rhythm and a habit with it as you do it more. And um, it just kind of goes pretty smoothly. I use um, chapter mapping myself. I have highlight uh, colors that I do specifically throughout the entire Bible. And then for each book, I have some highlight colors that are specific to that book um, for certain keywords or, or concepts that are used specifically through that book. And then I just transfer my notes into my Bible study journal. And um, so I use a modified form of chapter mapping pretty much every time I study. I don't always study whole chapters. Sometimes I break them down in half, but I'm using the same method whether I do it in one day or whether I do it in two or three. I hope that you give chapter mapping a try. It is something that is, um, I think, has a lot of value to it. And I've I think if you were to approach studying in a way where you're repetitively reading and you're looking for specific things, I think that you'll find that Bible study is not as difficult as everyone thinks it is. So I'd love for you to give it a try and I'd love to hear about it. If you have any questions about it, um, you can always contact me on my website. Once again, that's jessielrobinson.com. And uh, I would love to hear from you. I also um, encourage you to check out our Facebook group where you can um, 
get the latest printables as well as ask questions or uh, connect with other people who are studying and learning from God's Word as well. I hope to see you back for episode 116. And until then, God bless your day. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGrowPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print the monthly scripture writing list, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.